You are listening to the weekly sermon from Elevation Community Church in Blanchester, Ohio. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Phil Nelson. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit myelevationcc.org. Well, good morning and welcome. I'm so excited to share with you that we are launching a brand new series from our hearts to your home, right where you are. And the series is called Shift. Shift, moving from what was to what will be. Shifting is all about moving from what was to what will be. And friends and Elevation Community Church family and all of those who are watching, I truly believe that we are living in a season where a major shift is happening and will continue to happen in this absolutely crazy season that we're in. And I believe that this major shift will change the way we view life, it will change the way and already is changing the way we prioritize what is important. And most importantly, I believe that this shift is changing and going to change the way that we Christians live out our faith. Many of you have been connecting with us online. Uh, One of the main resources we provide is on Facebook every day of the week. And we have this daily devotional called Let the Light In, which started when this COVID-19 season uh, began. And it was just a way to engage with you, connect with you, but to also connect you to the Word of God in this season. This last Monday, this past Monday coming out of Easter, by the way, I hope you had a blessed Easter. I pray that you and your family were able to engage with each other, even in this weird holiday season the way it is, but that you were also able to connect with the amazing gospel message of Easter. So on Monday, I started uh, our daily devotional post resurrection, going into Acts 1 and 2, where we see Jesus is now resurrected. He appears to many people in his resurrected body. He gives instructions to his disciples to go and to wait for a shift. And that shift is the disciples in the upper room being filled with the Holy Spirit, a major shift. And the Lord has been opening my eyes ever since this past Monday to something that has been hidden in Acts 1 and 2 from me for as long as I can remember in my Christian walk. And I believe that this shift that we see in Acts 1 and 2 has powerful implications for you and me, and for us as a culture, but most importantly, us as a church, a shift that God is designing and orchestrating that if we truly tune our frequency to his heart, to his eyes, and the lens of the kingdom 
of God, I believe we're going to experience that shift and we are going to be changed, never to be the same again. And I believe that shift is going to change and impact everyone around you and everyone that is influenced by the church. So I want us to look at Acts 1, specifically chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. So go ahead and turn to your Bibles if you have them with you. I'm going to be reading out of the English Standard Version, uh, but uh, we will also uh, provide uh, the Scripture for you as well. Now remember, we are going to hone into the shift that is happening here that I believe can transfer into this season that we're living in to change the way we see our culture, to change the way we see our lives, the way we prioritize, and to change the way we live out our spiritual lives. So if you turn to, uh, to Acts chapter 1 with me, I'm going to start with verse 1. Now, in the first book, he's writing, Luke is writing to Theophilus, and he's just basically saying, look, in this first book, I'm dealing with uh, what Jesus began to do and teach until the day when he was taken up. So he's really just introing his book of saying, Theophilus, this is what I'm going to cover. And he says, until the day when he was taken up, after he had given the commands through the Holy Spirit to the apostles uh, whom he had chosen. He presented himself alive to them after suffering by many proofs, appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. Jesus came to bring about the kingdom of God. That's what he was all about. And he laid down his life so that the kingdom of God would be available to you and me. And so now we see in verse four, it says this, and while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you heard from me. Verse five, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So I want to focus in on verse three. It just really stuck out to me. It says this, he presented himself alive to them after his suffering by many proofs, appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. Did you catch that? I tell you, it never dawned on me. Jesus, after he defeated and conquered death, he stayed on earth for 40 days appearing to many of the disciples and many of the followers that were faithful to his ministry. What did these appearances do? Number one, it confirmed that he is the risen son of God to them. It confirmed and assured their faith, but it also increased their faith that the promises of God were true and they were for them but I don't want us to miss something. Numbers in the Bible are very significant. And can you think of any other instance 
in the Bible where there was that number 40. And so this is where my mind went on Monday and starting to just, God, what are, what are you speaking to me in this season? And then it kind of led to, God, what are you speaking to the church in this season? Go back with me to the story of Noah. Do you remember that? Where God flooded the earth because of sin and said, we're starting over and this starting over is going to be a crisis, okay? And what was, which is destruction, sin, and absolute rebellion against God. That's what was. What will be is God's new promises that are going to come after the flood and after Noah and his family get off the ark. There's a rainbow, right? And it's a promise. What is the promise? The promise really points to something new, something that is coming that will take away the sins of the world and restore the relationship of mankind with God. 40 days and 40 nights, started with a crisis, ended with a promise, a shift. Now go with me to when the Israelites, uh, we just celebrated and and talked about Passover. Uh, The Israelites were in bondage by Egypt, uh, in Egypt by the Pharaoh and the Egyptians, and God delivered them from their hand by splitting the Red Sea, allowing them to go across and then obviously destroying the enemy. And here they are now on the other side of the sea. What was, was their slavery, the bondage, the anguish. And now what will be is the promise. And what is the promise? The promise is God is going to lead you to a promised land filled with milk and honey and every single thing that you and your generations to come will ever need, but you must worship me. You must follow me. You must not let any false gods or idolatry come into the mix. So what started out as a crisis with the Israelites brought them into a promise But to get to that promise, they were quarantined to the wilderness for 40 years. No toilet paper, friends. (laughs) It was the wilderness for 40 years of them trying to get their lives in alignment to trusting God for who he is and what he will provide for them. It shifted back and forth from them being fully reliant and dependent on God to being fully reliant and depending, dependent on their selves and their fake false gods. 40 years, there's that number 40. Let's go to one more example. How about when Jesus was around the age of 30? What was, was Jesus, the Son of God, was preparing and growing as a boy, into a man, fully God, yet fully flesh. He had to become one of us. He had to be tempted in every way to be that sacrificial lamb that takes away the sins of the world. But he had to be sinless. And so before 
the promise before the breakthrough had to come the crisis. And that crisis was Jesus was quarantined to the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. No food, no drink. He did not go to the grocery store and stock up. He went in obedience and in trust, knowing that this was the path he was to take. He was tempted in every way by Satan himself and yet did not sin. So what shifted? Well, it's amazing because if you look at Luke chapter three, verse 14, after those 40 days, there was a, I mean, an absolute shift. Jesus is now launching his three and a half year ministry. And it says this in starting the ministry, leaving the crisis or leaving that season, here's the shift. It says this, he would be entering the ministry with the power by the Spirit. You see, Jesus could only fulfill his ministry by the power of the Spirit, and the power of the Spirit shifted through the crisis of the wilderness. So what do we do with all of that? I'm so glad you asked, because we're in a season of unprecedented fashion. We, it's called COVID-19, but it has impacted pretty much every facet of life as we know it. For some of you, it's more extreme than the others, but I believe that we are all being impacted by this season. We have now been uh, practicing specific various precautions implemented uh, the week of March 19th. That's when we started not meeting uh, in person in the gathering of, of our church. And so we started um, just living very more, uh, excuse me, living carefully, um, washing our hands, some social distancing going on, uh, not practicing some of the things we normally do. And then it involved to a stay-at-home order from March 23rd to at least May 1st. We're all hoping it's May 1st, but we know at least it's going to be May 1st. So some of you who are number people already did the math. Now, I am not a math person, but if you go from where the precautions began in this COVID-19 season for us here in Ohio, it was March 23rd. Hopefully, this stay-at-home order will end on May 1st. March 23rd to May 1st is 40 days exactly. 40 days on the number. So what do we take from that? I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theory person at all. It's quite the opposite. I believe that in every season, especially the trials and the challenges and the difficulties that come our way, I truly believe that God is trying to teach us something, that God is trying to bring a shift in how we view life. 
So we entered this COVID-19 season very comfortable. Most of us had everything, anything really, we were blessed with everything within hand's reach, right? We, uh, the crisis began to shake us to the core um, to really figure out, are we living by fear or are we living by faith? We had to really ask the question, are we living sacrificial lives or are they lives filled with selfishness? We also had to say and ask ourselves, are we really shining our light as Christians or have we been just hiding it? in an apathetic, passive way. So there's a shift going on, and it's a very good shift in the kingdom of God. And so I just wanna present to you today the four major categories that I believe God wants us as Christians and as the church to really be aware of that there is a shift going on from what was to what will be. I believe the tragedy of this season will be if we come through this season and we act like everything is back to normal and we miss the shift of the new way of living to come. And so the first shift, I believe, is in our relationship with God. Is our relationship with God shifting from what was religious to what might be a real relationship with God through Jesus Christ. The second shift is in our prayer. Could it be that God is using this season to shift our prayer from passes, passive, and I would even say pathetic, to purposeful and powerful? I believe that God is wanting to take our prayer lives from something passive to something purposeful and powerful. Thirdly, is the shift in our worship. Could it be that God is using this season to shift our worship to something insignificant maybe? To what is now going to be something intimate and something authentic and unique and sacred. And the fourth shift, I believe, is our reliance of the Holy Spirit, shifting from a superficial, can I say, kind of reliance on this thing called the Holy Spirit to an absolute supernatural reliance on the Holy Spirit the holy presence of God. That is what I believe God is wanting to do in the life of the church and our lives, your life, my family's life, our generations to come, a relationship with God, one that is going from a religious kind of relationship to a real relationship. Secondly, our prayer lives. God wants it to shift from something passive to something purposeful. And this season is definitely doing that, isn't it? Shifting from worship, 
of being insignificant and just something we go through the motions and we do, and especially those who don't like singing, it's just something that we get through to get to something next. To where I believe God is shifting us to a lifestyle of worship that is intimate and close. And fourthly, is our reliance on the Holy Spirit, just as we saw in Acts, they waited and they obeyed Christ and they waited for the shift, which Jesus said, I must go so the Holy Spirit can come. It will convict you with sin, it will guide you in all truth, and it will glorify me, Jesus Christ. That's what the Holy Spirit does. It gives us the opportunity to live out our brand new lives. And so in closing, I just wanna ask you, do you have a real relationship with God the Father through your faith, your belief in Jesus Christ? Have you received what Jesus offers you? The forgiveness of sins, the absolute clean slate, being a brand new creation, being his child, of God, citizen of heaven. I want to invite you to join me every Sunday online, especially until we can gather together in person. And I want us to press in and really seek after God's heart. Because I believe if we do that, we are going to be able to see, to hear, to experience the shift that God wants to do in your life, in your kid's life, in your family's life, and in our lives as a church. This shift is really going to change the way we view life, the way we prioritize what is important, the way we lead and disciple the next generation, and the way we do church. Will you join me in seeking God for this shift of what was to what will be? If so, pray with me. Father, thank you so much for making a way for us to restore our relationship with you. And I ask God that you would give us the hearts, the eyes, the ears to experience what you are wanting to do through this crisis season. God, I pray that we would see the shift of a real, genuine relationship with you, that our prayer lives and how we view prayer would shift to something powerful, that our worship with you would not just be something we do, but it's who we are with and who we are lifting up to the highest place in our lives. I pray, God, that our reliance and our dependence would not be upon our culture, would not be on media, would not be on politics, would not be on any material wealth, but would be reliant on you alone. You, Father, your heart for your children. You, Jesus, your salvation and rescue for our souls. And you, Holy Spirit, who want to empower us, who want to lead us into living the lives 
supernatural lives that only you can bring. Let this shift happen in our lives. May your kingdom come. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And we all said in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to our weekly sermon. If you'd like to go deeper with another resource from our church, please check out our weekly impact Bible study podcast as well. Both of our weekly podcasts are available on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud.